All right, the recording has started. All right, guys, so we're actually going to start with a little bit of an icebreaker. I know you guys know each other, um, but I know Dom's kind of new here, and that's okay. We like that. So um, the icebreaker is going to be, you know, just uh, your name, just like a little bit about yourself, like where you work. And... Yes, hallelujah. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's all about the espresso, guys. Your name, where your family's from, and um, where you're working right now. Maybe one fun fact. I like that. I'll go ahead and start. Oh, wait. Dom, you want to start? Go ahead. Go ahead, Dom. Hi. My name is Dominic DeLorbe. I'm from New York. Um, you said name where I work. I work at Ring Power and I work at Chick-fil-A. So I got two jobs. What's the first job again? Ring Power. You know, Cat, Caterpillar, the heavy machinery. Mm, okay. I work in the parts department. So like I pull parts for the mechanics and customers, etc. Um, my parents are from Dominican Republic, the capital, actually, Santo Domingo. Santo Domingo. And a fun fact. That's so crazy. Dominicans are swearing they're not black. Yeah. <laughs> like one, one color. One thing I've learned is Spanish. Fun fact I see um, JLo came to my elementary school. With, oh, JLo and Mark Anthony came to my middle school when I was in fifth grade. Hey, okay. That's fire. All right, all right. Um, so what we do is um, after a person goes, they they pick the next person to go. So you got two people next to me. Okay. Um, what's their name? You got Josh and you got Mario. Uh, I picked Josh. Yeah. What's up, everybody? I'm Josh. Uh, I just started working at uh, the new Miller's over in St. Cloud. We opened up on Monday, so come check it out. Yeah, we take care of you. Um, little info about me. Uh, I recently dove back into my faith. Amen. Um, probably about five, six months ago. Uh, something I've always struggled with. Um, but it's something that I'm committed to going forward. Uh, something that I know, actually, that song is actually pretty powerful. I feel like, if, I know we're going to get into it later, but... Uh, if anybody had a chance to listen to it completely, I feel like it's all about, you know, giving yourself to God, allowing him to refine your life, mm. to mold it, mm. to, you know, to just shape it into his vision. And, uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. I mean, I'm sure we're all pretty transparent here, so if you guys, we're all here to grow from each other. If it's anyone, I, know, I know Pablo's been here before, but... If there's everything, anything you ever need help with, don't be afraid to, to shoot in the chat or sure. prayer or anything like that. We got your back. How's it going? I'm Mario. Um, on my dad's side, my family is uh, Puerto Rican, Ecuadorian. Yeah. And then on my mom's side, full Puerto Rican. And, um, what are we doing? Job and fun fact, right? Job, fun fact, yeah. Uh, for work right now, I'm just doing Uber and doing a little bit of sales. Trying to figure out these roofing things and solar panels right now. So I'm kind of just experimenting with a few things. And then a fun fact is that I grew up in Catholic church, but I actually gave my life to Christ when I was about 19 years old. And that's why I just started building a relationship with him through that. So. How do you give your life? How was that? Uh, family literally came in to work while I was serving, mm -hmm. and they were just like, "Yeah, um, can we say a prayer for you?" And at this point, I was actually an atheist, and I was like, "Whatever." I was like, "I'll let them pray for me, whatnot." And they prayed for me, and at the time, I was working on music, but the music I was doing was bad. Like it, it wasn't good music. It was like very blasphemous. <laughs> so. Yeah, he, he looks at me, he's like, oh, he's like, you do music, right? And I was kind of like, I was like, how do you know that? <laughs> and he was like, how do you think I knew that? And the weirdest thing happened at that moment 
the answer was in my head, but I didn't want to say it out loud. So that's so real. Man. That whole week, it was seven days before Easter, also. And that whole week, like, I just got weird phone calls from my family just talking to me about God. And they were never really like the most super spiritual people, right? Mm-hmm. But they just randomly, like, my mom, and dad, stepdad, most random people just calling me, talking about me about Jesus, like, every day of the week. You're my friends. So then I was like, you know what? I was like, this is getting weird. I was like, I think God is trying to tell me something. So, like, basically, like, six, seven days later, I decided, I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm going to give my life to Christ and try it out. So I'm like, so obvious that he's trying to speak to me. And then it all just went up there from there. So. All right. I mean, y'all already know me, but it is what it is. My name is Kalel. Um, fun fact, I'm going to give two because I want to give my salvation too. I think that was awesome for sharing that. That put a good part of my heart. Um, fun fact, my name is Superman's real name, Kalel. My dad intentionally named me that just without the hyphen. Uh, my family, my dad's side of the family was Trinidadian. And my mom's side is Puerto Rican, African, and Irish. So she looks, she has like your skin complexion. I know, it's all over the place, all over the place. Um, but yeah, my my salvation story is, is a little bit different, but definitely, I actually, Holy Spirit revealed to me how I felt in the moment of my salvation, because like I'm the type of person that, you know, when when anything happens in my life, I kind of just keep moving and I don't really remember how I felt in that moment. It was just like whatever. Um, and I just asked God, like, how was that experience for me? Because I was in a hospital bed after I had taken an attempt on my life. Um, and a nurse came in and started talking to me about Jesus. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit revealed to me that I was so scared. Like, it was overwhelmingly good feeling, but I just remember my reaction was scared. Like all of my life, all I've done is try new things and, and, and do new things. And uh, I think I'm doing good. Like I'm gonna start going to school and I would fail. I would fail. I would fail. I would start doing drugs. I would fail. like just completely disappointing everyone around me. So now this attempt of Jesus, like I really felt like, what is this going to change? Really? Like, how do I know that this is going to change? So I felt scared. I felt like, like, man, this is not really, like, that big of a deal. And I just felt like there was a burden in it. And, like, over time, I realized that the burden is not mine and, and all this stuff. And, and I'm just super grateful for that for that moment. But I'm definitely glad that I got a full understanding of what that uh, was. Um, Pablo, are you good to talk now or you want us to keep going? I'm back. Okay. And you're good. Um, we're doing your name. And a fun fact, and just a little bit like where your family's from. All right. Uh, well, besides Kalo and Mario, for anyone else that is here, um, my name's Pablo. Uh, fun fact, I like cars. Uh, and But my family, both sides are Puerto Rican. Um, my dad's from up north. My mom is from the island. You say Honduras? Yeah. Yeah, my dad's from up north. Up north, you said, or Honduras? Up north. Up north. Oh, okay. I think Honduras. Okay. Yeah. He's Puerto Rican, right? What? But he's Puerto Rican? New Yorker? Yeah. Okay. Well, Chicago. Continue. Sorry. I didn't mean to tell you. Can you hear? Yeah. Was that it? Yeah, that's it, pretty much. Oh. <laughs> Not much to say. Where's more? Where's that? Awesome. I love a short, sweet little introduction. Awesome, guys, man. Um, I hope that you guys stick it out these next few weeks. Um, and honestly, I don't know when there's gonna this is gonna stop. I'm just gonna wait for the Holy Spirit to say. Um, I'm super grateful that you guys are here. And I pray that, you know, the next few Saturdays just continue to sharpen us, challenge us, and even sometimes convict us of things that we might be doing wrong. Uh, today, we're talking about um, a word called refining. And uh, the song I sent was Refiner, yeah, Refiner by Maverick City. 
super amazing song, just like incredibly empowering, um, just really sacrificial as in regards to like your life. And it's just so, so, so beautiful. Just that Maverick City, every, every, all the music that they make is just so intentional. Like the lyrics just like slap you every time. So I recommend um, definitely in like your free time and your, if you got like car rides, Maverick City is definitely the way to go. I want to start with the definition of refine. And it's to remove impurities or unwanted elements from a substance, typically as part of an industrial process. The second definition is to improve something by making small changes in, part in particular, make an idea, theory, or method more subtle and accurate. Now, Dom, I want you to like just share like what you thought about that definition. Dom, you still there? Sorry about that. My mom had to talk to me about something. No worries. Did you hear that definition? No, I didn't. So I'm gonna just like when you're listening, I'm gonna have you kind of like talk about what you uh, got out of that. So okay. definition is remove impurities or unwanted elements from a substance typically as part of an industrial process. Then the second one is to improve something by making small changes. In particular, make an idea, theory, or method more subtle and accurate. So just like what, let's like talk about like what you kind of got from that um, and the word refine and maybe like how that could apply to your life right now. All right, give me a second. Okay, well, I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to have, I'm going to have Mario go. Okay, so this car is my, like, I walk, my walk goes, um, you know, there's always room to improve. And not only that, but removing purities, like the definition says, you know, we all struggle with sin. I know I struggle with certain sin. And as our walk with Christ continues, you know, it's basically like this, this process every day of being able to improve ourselves, you know, and remove those impurities and you know it's it's an everyday process at the end of the day you know there's no such thing as us getting it all figured out and having it necessarily forever we have to work towards it like every day because if you let the enemy really come into your life like that he could definitely take you down again but that's why we know our enemy you know we use god as our source to fight the enemy and you know we stay in his word you know stay in his love and we stay in the things that he loves and the thing that he hates you know we try to stay away from those as well and like i said nobody's perfect but you know as as long as we really try to remove as much of it as we can and not make it a practice then that's kind of like what i get from this definition okay i like that don did you have some time to to think it over yeah, and yeah. One thing you'll find about this group is we're going to challenge each other. It's not That's just fine. sit in a group and listen type of thing, all right? That's fine. Um, I think the definition is like, I think of it as a, like a sword. So like you refine it and you make it sharper and your life is like, you know, at first you start off as a, you're dull. Mm. You, you can't do anything. You can't cut. You can't. You know, we're bringing it strong. Okay, continue. Sorry, I, I was just kind of blown away. That was a good revelation. Oh, but you go, you know, as you go through life, the life is like the bat, like things that happen in life is like the battles. You know, obviously, you have to like it gets dull over time, and then you have to refine it every time so it can yes. get get sharper and use different materials to make it stronger. And the different materials, like. I don't know what would be a good for, for different materials, but, but yeah. So like you want to be at the peak and the peak will be when you're at your sharpest and you're like, you're, you're at very knowledge. Oh, that was real. You just posed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my mom. 
I like that. That was a good, that was good. That was good, bro. But um, I love it, man. I can't wait for you to continue doing these groups, bro. You add you add a lot of like spunk to it. Yeah. But um, yeah. So like, that's all I got. Yeah, no worries, bro. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, yeah, man. We're gonna really get into these lyrics because I think we can pull a lot of like principles from it and and kind of just like get like a deeper revelation. And I love doing things like this because then when you listen to the song later on, you remember the conversations that we had, remember different uh, principles. And then we also like can pull away maybe even some scripture as well. And that adds to your worship because the deeper you know God, the more you worship for so many different reasons. Like it's not just about what he's done for you anymore. It's about who he is and what he's doing. and and just man it's just it'll continue to blow you away the more you know um so i kind of pulled some verses and like i wrote them in my notes again i advise after this group just go ahead and run through the song listen to it even i recommend reading the lyrics as you listen because you'll miss maybe like a key word i always do that when i first listen to a song it helps a lot i'm not gonna sing this out but i'm gonna read it because <laughs> i don't i don't got I don't got that Chandler Moore uh, gospel in me, you know what I mean? All right, so it says, I want to be tried by fire, purified. I'm going to pause it right there. Um, somebody give me, and by somebody, I mean Josh, <laughs> give me a fire in your life that that is either trying to purify you or you're not, you haven't allowed it to purify you yet. I know it's a very compact question. No, when I when I listen to the song, when I hear like I want to be tried by fire, I kind of say. When I heard when I heard I want to be tried by fire, purified, I feel like I take that into all of my problems. Like I think that. Like, so for example, like I, I went to the hospital the other day, like everybody's like freaking out. Mm -hmm. But like, I know I have, I've found a balance and I don't want to put too much faith in God because I know that I also have to do the legwork too. Yeah, there's some ways I'm in and I, have to, and I have to take myself to the hospital and do that. So like, yeah, so thanks very much. Um, but for me, lately, I've realized that my problems are problems that they're just obstacles and like i don't i don't get stressed out about it as much as i used to because i know that on the other side of it there's a greater outcome i'm mm -hmm. stronger for it mm -hmm. uh, it's the kids you know um for those of you that don't know um uh, i'm taking care of kids that i did not create um, I, I chose to, to be a father figure in their life after me and their mother broke up. I was around for five years. Um, and when we broke up, I had to make a decision because I, I was daddy for them. Like, I was dad. And, um, mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, I didn't want to be the reason that, you know, that that was any type of negative impact in their life. So uh, I realized now that it's gotten easier. And at first it was so hard because I did have to play every day and those feelings are still there, but I know that I'm doing the right thing. So I feel like, I'm, I don't know, not necessarily that I'm making up for anything, but I know that the, the track that I'm on is the right one. So I feel like I, I carry that into everything. You, you put, place your trust in the Lord and you have faith that you're, you're going through what you're going through to be stronger. That's kind of what I got. I don't know if that's kind of a. Oh, that's, that's that's what's so amazing about worship and and reading the word. It's not fully to your own interpretation, but there is a there's a level where not only do you read it literally, and that applies to your life literally, but there's also like the spirit spiritual interpretation where it's the spirit man is like. You just make the dots and it's so beautiful. I feel like 
like recently, like the Holy Spirit is kind of guiding me towards. I know that I want to help others, and like I feel like children, youth, and young adults, like it's a very important experience. We're building, we're building that ship for this journey of life, but there is no, there is no answer for it. Some people they're they're growing up with i think like one thing like one of the things like there's so many things but one of the things to pull away from this song is like can and and will build you in some way so it's like a perspective of taking on that's like whatever i'm going through right now I can use this to purify my life. And like, I feel like for my life, I've always run from fire. I've always like, and, and when like there was any form of fire, I'm like, okay, I, I need, I need simulation. I need something to like get away. But now I have this understanding that like arguments or- I'm running towards the fire. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like a firefighter at this point. Like, right. I'm not afraid of it. Right. Like it's gonna, we're gonna be better. It's kind of like right. what uh, Dominic was saying, like sharpening the sword. You right. can't sharpen the sword with something softer than your sword. Right. So right. we have to be running towards things. Right. And, it, and it's scary, but I think the number one thing that like a lot of us forget is that not only is the Holy Spirit guiding us to understand that once we are in the fire, we're being burned. Like all impurities are going away, but also the Holy Spirit knows how much fire that we can take. You know, like refining a sword. There's a certain craftsmanship in it, like where you keep it in the fire, and if you leave it in there too long, the sword will break. But like it's a tinkering, it's leave it, cool it, take it out. Like, and it's just so beautiful that God knows exactly how much we need. And that's why, and and um, I didn't tell you this, Dom, but there was like a verse that was about to pop in my head. And now when I say it, and I don't know where it's from. I have to write it down and find that later because I'm in, I, I, I started this because I get into a bad habit of I'll quote a scripture and not know where it's from. And I want to encourage us all to get to a point where when we do think of scripture, we know where it's at. So the scripture that I was thinking about is, um, well, I was thinking about, yeah. So the, like this, like the potter craftedly forming us. And I know that's, either somewhere in like Jeremiah or Isaiah, Jeremiah 18. See, that's why you got to keep the sword with you. Be my sword. <laughs> no, nah, but so then later on, um, after this group ends, I'm going to send that in the chat. So like, if there is, you're going to get to a point where you're like, I know in scripture it says something like this. And I'll be like, where was that at? And like, and if you don't know, then you know, you have to look that up later. That's just kind of like a rule that like started like one of the first group. So, but I encourage you, don't. I'm trying to say scripture because we are going to get to the point where the word is in us and, and we're utilizing it. Um, um, Pablo, I'm going to read this next part and I want you to kind of like give your own interpretation. So, so we're, we've read, I want to be tried by fire, purified. You take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. So that part right there, you take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. What, what can you kind of pull from that? um in your own life and like how are you taking steps this is the actual question right here how are you taking steps to show god that your hit your life is his to do whatever he desires okay so that one for me um because i have i have it on here as well in a different tab um but one thing for me especially one big um, I would say obstacle that I still struggle with is control and it's allowing God to take control of literally everything. Mm. Um, especially lately, uh, I've been going through some situations where I kind of have no choice, but to give it to God and to let him have control, full control over the situation. Um, and being me, I'm the type of person who I've always handled everything myself. So no matter what situation, no matter 
just what it was, I've always just been like, I handle it. Um, so it's been a very big change of pace to stop, relax, think, and sit down um, and kind of just talk to God about the situation. But at the end of the conversation, be like, hey, uh, I'm going to leave this to you because every time I never left it and I tried fixing it, I either made it 10 times worse or it went a different route that it shouldn't have gone. Where is, oh, there she is. And when it goes, when it comes to like, sorry, um, but yeah, and then I just, in general, just struggle to give God my full, like, everything. Um, so it's definitely a change of pace now to be slowly doing that bit by bit. comes to um you know like situations where you feel like you like need to control them it's always understanding like your heart in it and I feel like for me because not that I'm always super controlling but like I just I crave and I crave like the best for people so a lot of times I'll speak of context or I'll speak like when I shouldn't have said anything and I should have just let them grow, do their own thing. Um, it's always understanding like your heart in it is in the right place, but sometimes like we can't play God, you know, like, and I think that's like the number one thing that we need to do is not act first because I'm sure you're like me and very impulsive. Um, it's to, to pray first. And I know that sounds so like, not cliche, but like, so like, I get it. I need to pray. But like, really, like genuinely asking God, like his thoughts. And you know what? The most of times when I find when I pray, God only just, he doesn't give me the answer of the situation and tell me like, oh, I have peace in that moment. Like, I'm going to do what I need. Like, he literally just says, like, he tells me who he is. You know, like he literally just continues to affirm who he is. And like, I think of a scripture or whatever it is. And that, that tells me. Above all else, when I'm thinking about praying over a situation is that I need to remember who God is, like and who God is in this moment. And if I trust God, I trust God with the people around me. And it's hard. It's a hard sacrifice. But that's so crazy. We went from we're understanding refining for ourselves. But a lot of times refining is to to be refined for the people around us. And that that's crazy. Like, and it goes back to what you said, Dom. Like, if we are being refined as a sword, you know, being sharpened, the purpose of a sword is to be used, not just for like the person or the sword itself, but like it's a tool, you know, for the people to hold, for people to protect, to to defend, you know, and like the people around us. So, like, the number one thing now that I'm learning right now in like plumbing, plumbing safety, all this stuff, because I go to school for plumbing. So in a, uh, a safety course that all construction fields got to go to, like the number, one of the number one ways that people get injured is from like in like a, with a sharp object. It's not because like they're using it wrong or whatever the case may be. It's because they have a dull blade. Like literally, that's what it said. Like if you have a dull blade, you're more prone to injury than anything because you're trying to cut something harder when like in reality, like if you just sharpened it, it, it would cut through like butter. And like I say that to say that, you know, we can't, we can't sharpen our own blade. And I feel like we try to do that with certain, a form of control. Um, but at the end of the day, the Holy Spirit is what sharpens us. The Holy Spirit is what guides us. And if we allow the Holy Spirit to sharpen us and keep us straight, keep us arrow, then man, we're going to maneuver through this life without really having to do anything. Like, we don't have to strive for a certain thing. Like, the Holy Spirit is working in us daily, showing us what to do, what to do. We just need to be faithful in where we're at, at our jobs, in our families. You know, I'm still a huge advocate for, like, I, I trust the, where I'm at right now. You know, like, what, what I'm given. I have a certain amount of friends right now that I didn't have a choice in. I have a job that I'm at right now that is just what I have. And, like, what is the Holy Spirit trying to do for me right now? Like, not because, like, I'm not looking for, like, but I want to be a pastor one day. How do I get there? Or like, I came from this way. So that means I need to talk about this. Like, no, like 
be faithful where you're at right now. Like, what is your story going to do in your surroundings? Like, Pablo, you're a, sec you're a security guard right there. Like, how do, do your coworkers know how much you believe in Jesus? You know what I mean? Like, do they see it? And not by just you saying it, but like, do they see it with the way that you get angry? Do they see it with the way that you handle situations? And these are hard things. These are like, but yeah, but I, I still got things that I got to work on. And this is why we're refining it. Like, and, and this kind of like leads to the next lyric that we're going to read. And then we're going to read some scripture. Um, but I'm going to just actually going to read the next verse. So this is like towards the end of the song. Um, which like just wrecked me once it starts, but it says, burn me beautiful, burn me lovely, burn me righteous, burn me holy. Um, so I kind of want to like, I'll talk on that a little bit. And then I want Dominic to uh, talk on beauty. I want Pablo to talk on uh, right, lovely. You'll talk on righteous and you'll talk on holy. Um, and it doesn't have to be crazy. Just like what that means to you. So I'm like, what I kind of take away from that is like, before every word is really just crazy that like it starts with burn and like we think that burn is like yo he's gonna be scolded but instantly like the holy spirit shows me like but what about the three hebrew boys they stepped into the fire and they became on they were literally just came out smoking you know so not only are we being refined but we are not being hurt you know like it's literally just understanding the process that even though that anything looks scary a conversation a new situation or allowing allowing the uh God to take control over certain things and you not hurting people by your own decisions. You know, it's just understanding that I'm not going to be burned and this process is good for me and enjoying it, like genuinely enjoying it. Allow yourself to be joyful at it. And the only way to do that is to practice good mentality, practice affirmations in your life. And that good affirmations come from scripture, not from uh, random quotes from, uh, I'm trying to think like Eric Thomas, you know, <laughs> uh, so that's really important. So I'm going to go ahead and start. There you go. Then you almost had his voice too. All right. Uh, Dom, go ahead and start with burn me beautiful. Uh, <clears throat> uh, sorry. Uh, for the, to add on to what you were saying, like people here burn, they think, you know, it's going to be painful. It's going to hurt and stuff like that. So like, when he's saying burn me beautifully, you would think like, oh, it's gonna hurt at first, but it's just like a layer, like a mask, not really gonna hurt. It's gonna like, it's almost like a butterfly. Like when it goes through the, the crisp. Metamorphosis, that's what Joshua said. The metamorphosis stage, like it comes out beautiful. Like it's a new, it's a new being. Like before you see it as a, the, an uh, ugly worm, you're like, it looks nasty. And then you come out looking beautiful. So like, so like what it's saying is like, put your, put your life through God, like let go of all your, your old habits and you're going to become way more beautiful in God's eyes and the way he wants you to be. Yo, like, let, me, let me read this. <laughs> you heard him? Wait, what do you say? Uh, I asked what you did for a living. You sound like a motivational speaker. You sound like yep. another yeah. <laughs> Everybody says that. Yo, that's awesome. Come on now. You better prophesy. All right, that one, I'm actually going to read this verse because it just fits so well. So this is from Jeremiah 18. Um, it says, the Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, Go down to the potter's shop, and I will speak to you there. So I did as he told me and found the potter was working at his wheel. But the jar he was making did not turn out as he had hoped. So he crushed it and into a lump of clay again and started over. Then the Lord gave me the message, O Israel, can I not do to you as the potter has done to his clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. If I announce that a certain nation or kingdom is to be uprooted, torn down, or destroyed, but then that nation renounces its evil ways, I will not destroy it as I had planned. And if I announce that I will not plant and build up a certain nation or kingdom, but that then nation turns to evil and refuses to obey me, I will bless it. I will not bless it. That would. I think that's the, the king's language. 
Oh, that sounds crazy. That's crazy, like what you were saying, Dom, in a of, like, I want to be beautiful unless God burns me, or the Holy Spirit burns me. I will not be, like, a person that attracts. That's what beauty is, like, attractive. I will be to me unless God burns me. And if not, like, it's just going to be a mask. Like, you'll see so many people. People are attracted to me. I'm, I'm friendly. I'm kind. But underneath, like, I, I feel so ugly. So allowing the Holy Spirit, not only burn away that mask, but allowing the Holy Spirit to burn away and show you, like, yo, you're ugly from the inside. Thumbs. And I'm going to have to find it now. But Son says, on our, best, on our best day, we are nothing but filthy rags. And that's the perspective they gone. That's like, you know, like, it could be... Yeah, so I'm walking out and I said, okay, you just need to talk in your language. The understanding is that... <laughs> and I'm not beautiful. Um, I'm good, and, like, I, I believe in myself, but it's an understanding of, like, knowing that the Holy Spirit is the one who brings me in an attractiveness for the right reasons. It's not from uh, self... or an, Like, not envious, but, like, a prideful way, but it's, like, all pride to God and all authority to God. So the next one was lovely. And I think I gave that to Pablo. Pablo, are you here? Or should I, I skip and come back? Yeah, I'm here. Hold on. Okay, no worries. I'm going to go ahead and go to uh, Mario. We're righteous. Righteous. Righteousness? Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't remember. It was righteous. Go ahead, Doc. Well, I, yeah. I, my bad. I'm just trying to figure some stuff out. No I looked up the the uh, oh, you quick. the definition of righteousness just because I wanted to share the quality of being morally right or justifiable. Um, so for me, it's not the quality of being morally right and always doing the right thing. I think of times where, like, obviously none of us are perfect, um, but we talk about putting on that mask. And, and we all, people see us as being great Christians. And I, I can't tell you how many times growing up, you know, we saw a Christian that did one thing at church on Sunday mornings. They leave church and then it's all back to regular life. And it's like a. The wrong reason for doing what we're doing. Like for me, it's inside of that is, is we're not we're not trying to be morally right for ourselves we're trying to be morally right and, and for, for god we're, we're a reflection of that so if we're going out and we're saying that we're, we're good christians and we're good people and we're putting on that mask that we want people to come to us for help or for if they need anything or we want to be there for them how are they going to trust that what we're doing is in the name of god we're just if we're just going there and, and not practicing that outside of church or outside in our daily lives, everything we do is for Him. So I feel like we can have the right intentions. Like if we're, we're trying to think, I understand what you're saying. It's like, just, it's, it's just, and it all falls back to just dependency on the Holy Spirit. You know, yeah. it and and Jesus, another scripture. I'm so tight. Like, I really want to like be better at this, but I know that Jesus says that <clears throat> none are righteous and we all fall short. You know, but I, I really fully understand that that the principle in that is that we need to depend on the Holy Spirit for righteousness. Without the Holy Spirit, we are not righteous. So like reading Burn Me Righteous is understanding that as the Holy Spirit is using me, that's the righteousness in me. The dependency, the depend, like the fact that I depend on the Holy Spirit is what makes me righteous. Because when we understand that how we get into heaven is not based off of my good works. It's just based off of what I did with the Holy Spirit, what I did with Jesus. Like I reacted. I formed a relationship with him. I wanted to get to know him more. And through getting to know him more, man, I wanted to change the way I, I felt. You know, in any relationship, if you're in a good relationship with anyone, it makes you want to love that person so much. Like me being with my wife right now, most the most beautiful person I've ever met, hands down, so amazing. 
once I got into this relationship, it wasn't a matter of what I can get from her. It was a matter of, man, I, I want to love her so much. So I got detailed with the way I love, the way I spoke to her was, it was just so, you know, like exhilarating. And that's how it is with Jesus. Like we are the benefactors, we are the benefactors of this relationship. Like nothing that we give to Jesus is like, it's minuscule. Obviously he wants, like he, he loves that I love. He has everything he needs. So we are the benefactors of the relationship. So it's like, God, you gave me so much. Like, God, like the least I can do, you know, is just to serve you. The least I can do is try to live a holy life, you know? And, and that and that's like the perspective that we take on every morning, you know? And that's so important. So like I said, holy, right? When you're about to talk about it. Yeah, so what I get from Burnley, holy, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the first there too. I want to be tried by fire. In reality, I feel like holiness leads to righteousness, loveliness, and being beautiful in the spirit. Amen, amen. So, when I think of burn me holy, I think of the fire of the Holy Spirit, like he was talking about. Like it's the Holy Spirit that really leads us to that type of lifestyle. Because we could try to do things on our own, but the more and more we try to do things by ourselves and not let the Spirit lead us, like the more we fail and just fall apart. And I know that from my own personal life, like whenever I try to do things on my own, or like I have that desire that I really want something, even if it's something from God, like then the spirit tells me like you're not quite ready for this yet because I need you to do this first. And at first sometimes it could it could kind of suck when you hear that, but then I feel this joy, like wow, like God actually loves me enough to actually want to correct me and actually lead me towards the steps that I need to actually take. Yeah. Like for instance, um I got an opportunity to actually do ministry. However, I do realize there is something that I need to get rid of in my life before I could even think about doing that because I don't want to take those things into my ministry. And then because I've actually seen a lot of like big church leaders fall down because of it. Yeah. And I really don't want to be that because I know Christian don't like it and I hear you mind sharing what it is? Yeah. It's lust situation and like I just need to be more purified in that and you know I've what was that my fault I was talking to somebody that was leaving you yourself if you're not talking about but yeah but um so that's something I've been trying to really work on and um I know that the Holy Spirit's been telling me like you need to work on this before you even get into it because I and I and that's the thing, like I let the Holy Spirit humble me in that. Because I could easily be like, you know what, I'm just do it anyway. And then hopefully I change within that time. But in reality, like I can't do that because you know Yeah, exactly. I'm not I'm not I have to face the fire first. And not only that, but you know, God has a stronger rod of correction for those who be. So I gotta yeah. make sure I'm right and I gotta make sure that I bear good fruit because uh you know uh, uh, a bad a bad tree can't bear good fruit. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that's a scripture too, which I gotta find too. <laughs> yeah, somewhere that's somewhere in Matthew and all. But um but yeah, exactly. So th- that's one thing that I feel by burn me holy is like that's the fire of the Holy Spirit cleansing yeah. our souls and our spirits, yeah, yeah, and leading us towards the path of holiness. So Amen. that's what I have to say. I definitely want to say, like, just like in regards to lust, I know that we can all kind of relate to lust. That no, not kind of. I know we all can relate to lust. Um, not only just as men, but just as men that are recently saved. You know, I think our whole life that we established that it's okay to look at women a certain way and obviously even expose ourselves to pornographic images for such a long period of time. You guys have no idea. Like, if you look at the subconscious based off of just porn, like, just think of a glacier underwater that's just full of ideas and, and visions and, and just, it's just full of it and the only way to do that is over time letting that glacier melt so in my opinion I feel that um, with in regards to pornography and, and lust the actual refining process is is a matter of, 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 of just obedience and and, it, and it's and it's a sense of like for in my own life I found that exposure was the first step and that wasn't even based off of my own, like, my, like, it wasn't my own willingness either. Like, I was exposed from my wife, and she turned my laptop one day and was like, what is this? 
And I was like, dang, in that moment, I could have like chose like to got angry or whatever, you know what I mean? And, but in that moment, I received humility. It literally felt like fire in my chest. It was a humbling experience. I chose that as a lesson. The people around me, I was with their little brothers and I was just like, this is not okay. I don't want this for you guys. Use my humiliation to show you that this is real. Look what it's doing to our relationship. It's making her not trust me. So all these things, the exposure was the first step. The second step was understanding that this is not spiritual anymore. Porn is spiritual, but the act of watching it is not. And I think that for me was like a big wake up call because a lot of it is just the war of understanding that it's such the little things, the little things of understanding like, okay, it's practical. I don't, I can't watch it, even though it's hard. And then what made me really realize it is just understanding that it's not an option anymore. It's like the same thing as, you know, an addict who, and I can speak for an addict because I, I, I definitely was heavily involved with cocaine and drinking. Um, and I literally had to believe that it's not an option anymore because my mind, the way it worked was once I start drinking, I need coke by the end of the night. That's like how my mind was wired. And I had to stop and think it is not an option. So like my pastor always says, you have to literally ex um, exaggerate the consequences. So think about what if I were to get arrested? Um, what if the people around me died by doing it? So exaggerating the consequences in pornography. What if somebody comes and sees me? How would I feel from that? How would I feel if someone saw my browser history? And, and then how would I feel if this woman was in my room right now? Or if I was in a relationship, is this cheating? Like all these different things. So like in my own life, I found I had to exaggerate. Pornography is cheating. Pornography is literally inviting this person because pornography, the way that it works the best is because it's secretive. You know, it's so hidden. Like even the corporate is like so like demonic. Um, but the way that we have to see it is like you are literally inviting a woman into your room and trying to do those dirty things. You know, that's what you have to start seeing it as. And the more you see it like that, the harder it is for you to make that decision. I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? The more you drag it out and make it less, because I feel like the way that I did it my whole life was it was so quick. I would open it up. I'm there and I'm gone and I feel ashamed. But then it's like, if you drag it out, like, oh my God, this is bigger than it is. It's bigger than it is. It makes you feel like, okay, I got to stay with it. I got to stay with it. And that's kind of like what I, what I kind of helped me. And I'm not saying like you're doing porn or anything like that, but it's just, that's kind of what helped me. Um, and kind of like bringing it back, bringing it back to scripture. I have this verse that kind of like ties everything in together. What we're talking about with um, refining. And it's from Revelations 10. Pastor Gabby actually preached on this last Sunday. We're in a series called um, Sweet and Sour. Um, it's actually like sauce, giving out chicken nuggets. It's so funny. Um... And what the, what the verse that I'm talking about is, it says that, so I took this, it's, it's John, the disciple, and he, he, he's being, he's given, he's given a revelation of like so many different things. And in this part, um, he's talking about, I'll just read to you. It says, I took the small scroll from the hand of an angel, of the angel, and I ate it. It was sweet in my mouth, but when I swallowed it, it turned sour in my stomach. And the angel, before he did this, the angel told him that the scroll he would swallow would be sweet in the mouth and bitter in his stomach. And he proceeded and it was, it was true. So everything was like revealed to him and also honest with him. And it wasn't like a secret. It just, he knew what was going to happen. And I take that in the sense of, um, and we can apply that to this situation with refining. We talk about being burned by the Holy Spirit and it sounds so sweet. It sounds so amazing. It sounds so empowering, you know, to be at the front of the altar and just be wrecked and allow him to do it in you. But once that sweetness is in you, it doesn't stay sweet. You know what I mean? It will be bitter. Things have to come out. And and what Pastor Gabby was saying was that sour, like the, the word sour that they're using literally means like usually vomit, you know, like you will have to like gurgitate. And, um, and, and then and what I, and I take out of that is that even though something sweet is going in, it immediately makes something bad come out. So all the impurities must come out. And if you stop the impurities from coming out, it leads you to death. 
like Pastor Gabby also said, like, imagine um, you eat something so good, you know, like some mafongo or, you know, like we all like maybe some glazed donut or whatever. Eventually that stuff has to come out. Imagine if you clogged up yourself, all your holes, and it left you in there for weeks. Like you would get sick. So understanding that there are so many things that the Holy Spirit is trying to work in us, sharpen us, and it's sweet coming in. It's fresh revelation. It's his love wrapping us. It's justice. But if we don't allow the bad things to leave by having those conversations with people, with inviting people to expose us and correct us, with um, genuinely stopping through just obedience, like, oh, listen to your body and let you know, like, stop doing this. Stop putting yourself in these situations. It's making you feel sad. It's making you feel, you know, shameful. Listen to your shame. You know what I mean? Your shame is the Holy Spirit that's showing you like, okay, this is not what you want to do. Don't let the shame like deter you from continuing, but let the shame, like, I don't want this feeling anymore. You know what I mean? And and listen to it. And, and it will let you steer you in a better path. Um, so that's like, that's what I kind of got from that verse. Does anyone feel like, okay, I, I really want to say this because we're going to start wrapping it up and pray. Um, but I wanted to open the floor up if anybody has anything that they want to just like, yo, I got to say this right now. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, I'm ending the recording and then we're going to go into prayer. If you are listening, we love you so much. We're grateful that you guys um, decided to listen. And I want to open this place up for just uh, an open space to listen, hear our transparency, hear our honesty, hear our just our, our testimonies and, and continuation of our life with walking with Christ. And if you guys have any questions, we also want to kind of add something where we we open open the floor for a Q and A's, like just open discussion on anything. Um, again, we love you and thank you for listening.